Hello, ladies and gents. It is the prodigious, the prominent Professor Johnson at Proclamation News and Gatherance. I'm coming back with my Christianity or Fortean ways. I just want to say every every religion, every political spectrum across the UK is welcome. Ethos is the word. Fiducia Khatoum Bakam. The world is one big family. Without a left wing and a, and a right wing, there would be no wings to fly or no, no wings for the bird to fly. No wings for the plane for the plane to fly. Thank you all so much. We need basically we need a left wing and the right and the right right wing perspective for this to make sense. I just want to say um, I'm ever so sorry. I've been I haven't been present uh, just recently. I've had a uh, bur burst blood vessel behind the eye. I've got I've had a brain uh, traumatic time when I was 18, a bit of an incident. But I won't. I'm not going to go into it. It's not about me being narcissistic today. It's about me giving thanks for the people of actually coming through. I want to say, I want you guys to make that change. I want you guys to make that change the way away from sin. And to forge your life in a form of puricity. Puricity, living a life purely of the ascetics of life, the highs and the lows. I'll give you a bit of a, a bit of a read of my Sunday reading before we get into UK politics and how we're going to shape up Britain together. You want to have your voice, your opinion heard. It's day seven of Jacob, Genesis 32 to 28. Your name will be no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because... You have struggled with God. Jacob comes from a family with problems and marries into one, where the head of the family is a conv as convincing as he is. What a setup! He meets his match with his uncle Laban, who gets fourteen years of hard work out of Jacob in exchange for marrying his two daughters. These cousins of Jacob are called Leah and Rachel. A cynic might say that's what you get when you deal with relatives. Jacob was always looking for an angle or a shortcut. He was always pl uh, he was always planning how he could get the better of his opponent, relative or even a friend. Then suddenly he meets more than his match when a man turns up and they wrestle all night. It becomes obvious that it is no ordinary man but God himself. Afterwards, Jacob is renamed Israel, which significantly means wrestler with God in Hebrew. Changing a name doesn't change a person. Israel is still remarkably like a Jacob at times. Putting off the old, the old and putting on the new is the right thing to do. And it's biblical, but it's not easy. Sometimes too many in the world are resigned to the status quo that's how I was made believers however should never be static as we are constantly being reshaped into what God wants us to be changes can be good especially when God is the changer changing your name doesn't mean you're going to be a different person could give you a different perspective or an outlook of life maybe changing your 
circumstances. You need to make sacrifice away from them people that give you that burden in life to, you know, for your success. But I say um, throughout many of my streams, make that change. Look for, you know, getting older, maybe things are deteriorating. Your limbs, maybe you've done too much manual work, getting arthritis in your hands, in your feet, in your elbows, and you, all your joints you need to slow down you need to make that change for the better of your wealth. The better of your wealth. Why is it better of your wealth? Because health is wealth. And you need to change your circumstance. Get into some sort of adult learning. Change your job. Change your job. Maybe changing your hobby as well. So you can comprehend with a easy 9 to 5 job. Absolutely. I just want to, yeah, like I say, I want to say ever so sorry to the ones that have missed me. I've been absent because of my um, illness. I've, I've had a head injury, um, severe head injury when I was 18. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I've done, done boxing as a uh, courageous outlook on life to uh, not walk on eggshells, not to be scared to go out the front door, not to have anxiety. You know, we have to fight our demons to be strong. I've become strong, wise and independent in life. Um, I'm trying to give people a different direction. Give people, you know, word of advice how to make that change for the better of their well-being. It's not big. Click boxing. You can't play boxing. Don't you can't play boxing. I'm professional boxing to fight my demons. You can't play boxing. Um, fortunately, not unfortunately, I didn't get too many head, head uh, blows to the head throughout my boxing career. I was always the well nine times out of ten, I was always the taller um, boxer. Although I did tackle some bigger opponents, but that's neither neither here or there or by the by. Anyway, we're looking at the car incidents inside the UK. My compassion lies within the UK as a whole, not just in Essex, because obviously I'm trying to apply to be a local cancer, but the whole of the UK, giving car incidents, giving people guidelines how to use their car in Essex, around the whole world, do not enter the vehicle under the influence of alcoholism or narcotics. I'm not just giving you some advice. I'm trying to support NHS, trying to support the fire brigade, trying to support the police, because they are our legal authorities. You can have to bow down to their expertise of a job they do, day in, day out. None of us can ever sit there and put them down for the job they do. They're putting baked beans and toast on the table for their family. And some of us might sit there and um, sometimes you might become a critic in the media thinking, well, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do it that way? We shouldn't become critical when you're not doing a job because if you was doing a job, you might do it exactly the way they'd done it because it, it just it seemed necessary what you'd done at the time, isn't it? So let's not be a critic to the how the police condone themselves around certain scenarios. Maybe they didn't intervene quick enough, perhaps. But the jobs they do do is like, you know, attending car incidents, cut, uh, getting babies out of car crashes and whatnot. You know, they see a lot go on. Obviously, they're, they're trying to arrest criminals a lot of the time under the influence of narcotics. Knocking on someone's door and they're off their face on narcotics is you for today. Some of the things they have to put up with, um, you know, it's, it's only a nine to five job for some of them, some of them work for the night. But the things they see and do is um, horrific and they do it pretty much every day of the week. We can only be thankful for what they do. Anyway, check your engine oil, water cooling tank, make sure they're topped up to maximum level. Check your PSI, make sure you've got plenty of uh, sufficient PSI. Check this on the side of your treads as your PSI limits to what your tyre pressure should be. Make sure your tyres are not bold. Make sure you've got sufficient fuel on board when you go, go travelling from A to B. You might get stuck in the instant. Road works, congestion, road closer, lane closed, or 
It could be a weather incident. Oh look, a bit. Yeah, my work such as like tarmac. Those potholes in the road. So they've got their tarmac in the road. So you have to go a different direction. Um, yeah, make sure you and passengers on board have seatbelts, and babies have seatbelts, and their baby seat adjacent to the car seat. Check further police um, instructions, F further roadworks, police safety signs. Check your centre mirror or wing mirror before turning, acting into a safe, sufficient directional choice. Making sure motorcyclists and cars are not overtaken. Making sure pedestrians are fully crossed the uh, crossing. If it's two can cross, it could be a, when you say two can cross, it could be a car, it could be a bike or a pedestrian. Make sure they're fully crossed the road before you justify it onto the road. There you go. Um, we're going to look at the road incidents ahead of us, ladies and gents. Thank you ever, ever so much for tuning in. It's Proclamation News and Government. You can find us on Google as well now. We're on Podcast. We are on uh, CastBox. We're on YouTube. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Facebook, I'm on Proclamation Johnson. On the M11, we have heavy traffic on the M11 southbound from Junction 7, A414. Canes Lane Harlow to Junction 6, M25 to Junction 27. 24th October 2021 is reported at 12.32pm. Uh, Stay tuned guys because I want to give you a bit of an upvote why you should get involved in politics. Not only will it give you something to do, give you a bit of compassion for people like me, just such as myself. Um, it give you a chance to look after your look after your children's your grandchildren's uh, kids as they grow older as you pass away always look for a better future for your kids always m11 road closed recovery work Tra traffic coping well detour and operation road closed due to recovery work on m11 northbound between junction 10 a505 a505 duxford and junction 11 a10 cambridge road cambridge south harston Traffic is coping well. Recovery work still ongoing as the lorry is upside down. Two other cars were involved when the incident happened. 23rd of October. 5 past 11. This is reported yesterday. It's 24th today, isn't it? Yes, it is. Absolutely. We're going to look at in Norwich, ladies and gents. In Norwich, we have A147 slow traffic on a417 chapelfield road northbound before a1108 convent road reported today at half past 10 um just above milton Keynes, we have m11 lane closed stall vehicle slow traffic one lane closed slow traffic due to stall vehicle on m1 southbound from junction 15 a45 northampton to newport Pagnell services lane one of three is closed. This is separate to the incident on the other side. The services between junction 15 and junction 14. This is reported at 11.55am on the 24th of October. I am absolutely supporting everyone inside the UK. I'm not selfish. I'm not narcissistic. I don't, I don't even drive. So why should I care about the innocence of the road? Because I do. Because there's innocent people. It's such as your nan, your granddad, my granddad, your nan, aunties, uncles, cousins, nieces, nephews, brothers, sisters. The whole world is one big family. 
Madusha Kutumbakam. The world is one big family in Hindu. Thank you very much. Please remember that when you're becoming fascist or irrational towards another folk, treat your neighbour like yourself. Love thy neighbour like you love yourself. Why would you get involved in politics? Why would you get involved in politics? People go, politics is politics that. Politics is in every single day life. Global warming can affect us all. Global warming, global warming can affect us all. Industrialization, pollution, the way you let your, the way you run in car, you got an old car, but it's you know, it's so old that it's leaking oil everywhere. These are the things that could destroy the earth, the ozone layer, that blow up the world and ruin your children's uh, future, for your actions, being selfish. Littering, fly tipping, all these kind of things. People need to recycle. People need to recycle their stuff. Get be on the ball with recycling, ladies and gents. Check your with your local council to see when the uh, when when the bin men are coming, when the recycling men, what days they come. Get your recycling ready to put out the front. Don't let it build up. Don't leave a mess outside your house. Keep Britain tidy. Thank you very much, ladies and gents. Um, I'm going to give you a bit of an upvote why I am who I am and why I support Conservative. I'm a, uh, I'm quite a good, I must say, I'm quite a good, my academics with writing is quite uh, influential. I have a widespread jurisdiction when it comes to uh, writing, especially. Not so much when I try to be exfoliate my expressions on a, on this media channel. I, I aim to incline, not decline. I aim to inspire, not expire. I always work on progressive progression. I always try and do more for God than I did yesterday, and tomorrow I'll do more for God than today. That's the way I try and be influential. Trying to give people a better guidance for their own life. Having that in thought and that in mind, I try and better myself each and every day exactly how i want you guys to do get involved in something getting some i go to my church every sunday i study politics pretty much every day if i'm away from me i'm stuck don't forget i'm still in my academic integrity of arts and humanities which is history and politics so i'm learning about you know i like this history is important that's how you learn about how fascism fascism is still about today in a modern society how can we change culturalism all to get on how can we change it some sometimes it's just lack of life chances or sin when i say sin alcoholism or narcotics that's a, that's a lot of the trouble when it comes to fascism and people hating one another absolutely putting negative substance in your body will bring out neg a negative and ne putting in negative is going to come out of negative putting something positive you're going to get positive feedback you put diesel in a, in a ferrari engine you're going to burn the engine out. Simple, isn't it? Simple maths. Simple science. Investigating the social world. Absolutely. Simple science, isn't it? Use simple science, you get simple maths. Simple, there you go. Anyway, this is why I'm a conservative member. Apart from my granddad was in World War II under Winston Churchill and I was born in the post-modernism era of 1983 with Margaret Thatcher was at the realm from 1980. 1983 was always also the Great Maze Escape. Great Maze Escape in Cardiff. 
Wales. Biggest prison escape in the UK. Anyway, we're going to look back at some of the historical uh, Prime Ministers for Conservative. Going far back, at, oh, I'll tell you how far it goes back. I'm not going to go that far back. Um, 1762, but we're not going to go and read you from that far back because it's too much to read. We're going to go Marcus Marquess of Sa uh, Salisbury, 1985. Arthur Balfour of 1902. Stanley Baldwin of 1923. These are the Prime Ministers. Winston Churchill, Winston Churchill and Neville Chamberlain. Neville Chamberlain was 1937 to 1940. Then Winston Churchill, 1940 to 45. See, so through the World War. Winston Churchill again, 1955. Howard Macmillan, 1957. Alec Douglas Home, 1963. Edward Heath. Margaret Thatcher, 1979. To 1990, I was in 1980, so I won't file off, I guess. John Major, 1990 to 1997. Tony Blair, 1997 to 2007. David Cameron, 2010 to 2016. Theresa May, 216 to But look what he has done. He promised better infrastructure. Keeps talking about better, better infrastructure. Better in people's life chances. Do you feel that your life chances have become more admirable? More, There's more insight for adult learning. There's more constitutions. There's more communities that are supporting adult learning to better your aspiration. You've got to make that sacrifice. It's down to you, yourself the individual, to make a sacrifice to better your well-being, to better your education. You can't go if, buts or maybes and blame somebody else. You've got to go absolutes and make sacrifice and get up and do it. You've got to be a, a go-getter. doesn't matter how much sacrifice you have to take. If it's to you know put yourself in debt with bills, you have to make your sacrifices for now to get your better education. Then you can always pay your debts back when you get a better job. Better education. Anyway, the Conservatives are—they are all devastated by the senseless death of our much-loved friend and colleague, Sir David Ames, MP, one of the nicest and most charming people you could meet. He killed. He was killed doing a job, the job he loved, serving his constituents. A life tragically ended. His family and loved ones are all in our thoughts and prayers. Oliver Dowden, Chairman of the Conservative Party, is with this. Um, people that are looking to join up to the Conservative Party that yet haven't yet done so. It's only £2 a month, or you can just pay the one up front cost. I'll pay £2 a month. You don't notice it even leaving your bank. It was £2 to you know, help shape up UK. This is what your membership can get you. It can help Conservative win elections. All your subscriptions goes towards their campaigns. Choose candidates and vote in leadership leadership elections. So you can choose the people you want to represent you 
take parts in the campaigns group. I went out campaigning yesterday. Like the women's conservative organisation or young conservatives, meet like-minded people and make a difference to our country. Come to a local conference, join our MPs, councillors and activists in the biggest event of the conservative calendar. Get the latest from inside the party with regular member updates and exclusive members invites. Influence party policy by giving feedback on policy uh, briefs. Connect with local conservatives. As a member, you become part of your local association. Support local campaigns and attend social events with members just like you. Stand for election. Members have the opportunity to stand for election as conservatives. So if you decide that you want to take part in our democracy, you can. I just applied for a local councillor. I've only been with a conservative for a year. But why did I feel like I had the right to stand as a local councillor? Because I've got, I've got many years of cognitive skills within being brought up in suburban areas. I've been so many years learning through different cultures. I've got so many years of building construction, lo local infrastructure, park and rides, underpinning. All these kind of things that could help become a councillor. How do you fix? How do you get things fixed? And water mains, if water main burst, where you get someone in in a community goes, our water mains burst in our in our coming down our main road. They ring the local councillor for help. What does the local councillor do? They have to ring up Essex Highways for these repairs. That's what, exactly what a cancer has to do. You have to know that these cognitive skills, you need more than just one cognitive skill to make you warranty to become a local cancer. Exactly what I did. I've got the initiative to be a phenomenal cancer. Age 38, to, to a lot of cancers, MPs, 38 is young in years, but I'd started construction when I was 30 years old, so I'm not, uh, I'm not fickle in the slightest. Absolutely not. I just want to say hello to everyone in listening at the moment. Colton, Pifister, Jameson, Michael, Brandon, Bonnie, Lauren, Mike, Daniel, Hannah, Jeremy, Sydney, Ryan, David. I'll say David Johnson because we have the same, the same surname. Hello there, sir. Shiba, Cognitive, ID, ID. Welcome to our show. Um, yeah, like I say... It's under 26, it's £5 a year. Standard membership is £25 a year. Armed Forces is £15 a year. Under 26, see, they're making it cheap for under 26 to help. You know, you're an adult, you want to get your children involved with politics. There you go, now's your, now's your chance. Get them in there young. Start them off young. They might be able to come in MP time there if, uh, if you get them in there young. So they can start learning and be on a good road side of life. That's exactly what you want for your kids. Exactly what we all need for our kids. Get them on the good side of life. Get them in and out through church all their life, away from sin. You want them to live, live the best life they can live. Absolutely. In Essex, men's rehabilitation. Actorius is caused. Psychomotor state of eight people that's been arrested. Why are these people allowed throughout humanities? Brentwood, eight murder arrests after two teenage boys die. 
Police were called to an area of Brentwood, Essex in the early hours of Sunday. Eight men had been arrested on suspicion of murder after two teenage boys died. This is what I was just saying about the police. People don't give the police, you know, the praise they need for the jobs they have to do. Essex police said officers found three people injured after receiving a number of calls to Regency Court, Brentwood, at about 1.30 BST. Two of, the, two of those had since died, the fourth said, while a third was treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Brentwood and Ongers Conservative MP Alex Burgart called it a very dark day for our town. Police said they were working to establish how the boys died and post-mortem examinations would take place. The BBC understands the boys are suspected to have suffered stab wounds. Detective Chief Inspector Andy Clarkson of the Kent and Essex Serious Crime Directorate said, We understand there will naturally be shock and concern within the community after such a tragic loss of life. But at this stage, we do not believe there is any wider threat to the public. I want to um, go back to my campaign after this horrific incident. Police said two of the three injured boys died. <clears throat> the tech detective said the incident required immediate and large-scale response and that investigations would continue throughout Sunday. He added, We know there were a number of witnesses to this incident and I would urge anyone who saw anything in the court and the roads around in the central Brentwood between 1 and 2 to come forward and speak to us if you have not already done so. Mr Burgart said, This is a very dark day for our town. My deepest condolences to the families of the boys who have dreadfully lost their lives. I must urge anyone with any information to immediately share it with the police so that justice can be done as swiftly as possible. Chief Inspector Mark Barber added, There will be a highly visible police presence in Brentwood on Sunday. I can acutely aware that the incident will shock many within the community, he said. My officers will be there throughout the day. They will be there to reassure you can keep you safe. If you have any concerns or any information of the incident then, please do not hesitate to come forward and speak to them. Sad, sad, horrific day. More knife crime. How many times do I have to get behind the radio, behind the headset, behind the people of the UK so make that change this everyone handing their sharp knives all the shops take knives off shop floors put them behind the counter be behind the counter of the cigarette store shouldn't they people with a license should be only, be only ones allowed to, to buy them as per se before why am I still saying exactly the same predicament how many days later do I need to set a petition or is anyone here clever enough to do it? I've said it, said it, people have heard it, nothing's been done about it. <clears throat> my voice, my opinion needs to be heard and everyone needs to support it. I know, oh, we ain't got a sharp knife, we can't cut a, we can't cut a cheese. You can do it with a button, you have to learn to do it with a button knife. If you save someone's life, do it with a button knife. You can actually 
cut a big uh, block of cheese off and melt it in a frying pan and put that on your on your bit of bread on your bread. That's what you can do. You fry it, melt it, and then stick it on top of your bread. That's how a lot of people do their cheese and toast. That's the professional way to do your cheese and toast. The better way, it tastes a lot better. Believe me, I know. My auntie was the one that shoe me that and I'll tell you what it is beautiful we're gonna have a quick short break before we talk about COVID UK cases things are picking up and it's getting it's getting horrific I'm gonna go for my COVID um, booster that's what I'm gonna do I'm going for my COVID booster absolutely um Bear with me, guys. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. <gasps> Quick ups as well. Here we go. <clears throat> Sorry about that. All they're arguing, they just need to get it done. I'll get it. Oh. Hi. What is it? It's, it's carol singers. Give them a quiz and tell them to bugger off. Boris Johnson's a Christmas advert. We don't need that one, huh? <laughs> hey, Boris, you all right? I'm good. How are you? What's been on your mind today? Uh, well, I can't hide it from you. I've been thinking a bit about this general election campaign. And how do you typically start your day? I tend to get up pretty early, and then I go down and uh, take the dog for a walk, and the dog does his business, and so on and so forth. That's, that's, that's my start of the day. And what's the most surprising thing you've found about being PM? I was pretty incredulous the other day when I, I found out I couldn't actually get a, uh, a Thai curry um, to deliver to number 10 because of the, of the security problems. The security, they, they were too tight. And on that subject, fish and chips or a Sunday roast? I, I think uh, fish and chips on a, on a cold night on a beach. You can't beat it. Why are we having this election? We're having this election because basically uh, the whole political system is paralyzed and we have a fantastic Brexit deal that we did. Nobody said we could do it, but we did. And then Parliament uh, refused to 
uh, to knock it through so that uh, we're, we're stuck in the, in the EU when we, the people voted to leave. So we need to have an election. This one divides opinion, but Marmite, yes or no? Uh, Marmite, yes. What do you think are the biggest challenges facing our country? Look, this is an amazing country. It's going gangbusters in so many ways. We lead the world in so many technologies, but our political system is is blocked at the moment. And that's the, the thing that we need to address. We need to get a, a, a new government, a new uh, majority government, and uh, I hope a conservative government, and move this thing on. Now, I know you're a very busy man, but when, did, when was the last time you cooked, and, and what did you make? Uh, how are you? Nice to see you. Uh, the last time I cooked was... Uh, last night, and I made steak and oven chips, which were very good. Uh, what's your favourite band? Uh, look, this is either this is either the Clash or it's um, the Rolling Stones, and uh, mainly I listen to the Rolling Stones nowadays. So you can you can make of that what you what you will. What would you say to someone who's wondering who to vote for at this election? I would say it is a very, very simple choice. Uh, you can either go with Jeremy Corbyn and the Labour Party and be in no doubt that if you vote for any other of the minor parties, you will end up with a coalition of chaos uh, with Jeremy Corbyn at the lead, uh, at the head. And that will not only be an economic catastrophe for this country, it will also be a political uh, disaster. Because their programme, would you believe it, is for another Brexit referendum, another referendum next year, spend the whole of the next year in a referendum on Brexit, a referendum on Scotland, to say nothing of the economic uh, catastrophe involved in a, in a Corbyn-led socialist, uh, semi-Marxist Labour government. Or you could go with us, uh, get Brexit done uh, with our deal, which is ready to go, oven ready, slam it in the microwave, it's there. Do it, get it done in days uh, and take the country forward. We're investing massively in the NHS, the biggest investment for a generation, massively in schools, in policing, 20,000 uh, police we're putting out on the streets of this country. We're going to be doing a huge infrastructure revolution for the whole of the UK, gigabit broadband across the whole of the UK. And we can pay for all that because we're the party understands the importance of a dynamic market economy. So that's my message. Vote for us. Vote for a compassionate, one-nation, conservative government that understands the symmetry between a free market economy and great, great public services. Let's get Brexit done and unleash the potential of this whole country. See you later. There you go, ladies and gents. Unleash the potential. Unleash the potential. Boris Johnson says, "Absolutely." Um, the economic, economic, economics, the economic market, the economic market society. People come back to work. The working class people, as he said, more people are back to work. A lot more people. He hasn't said it in this um, statement today, but he said it in recent more recent statements he said he's going to get the economy moving forward he's going to unleash britain's potential exactly what it says on the tin boris johnson has unleashed britain's potential more people are going back to work i'm even trying to pursue a career off my 
radio station, becoming a figure within my local constituency church. It's a massive community of uh, Highwoods Colchester, uh, serving the whole community of Highwoods. And me as a ca local councillor, speaking with the public is important. Seeing what people's provocations are in today's modern society. Being a local councillor is important to speak to community, isn't it, as a whole? What are their problems? What are they facing? Maybe lack of medical staff. Maybe lack of nourishment for their children at school or lack of education. Lack of life chances. And I can go, this is what I did. This is how I've done things. This is how you can shape up the better for your child's well-being or your, or your young adults. Young adults, younger children, you know, young adults, aren't they? They've grown up, they're in their teens now, 18s, 20s perhaps. How can they better their well-being? Stick them in that adult learning. Maybe they, they, they uh, like myself, like mine did, like myself, they, they was too indulged in athleticism. Didn't get on with their GCSEs enough because they lacked oxygen. Oxygen in your brain capacity is important, isn't it? We all have oxygenated blood. If you ain't got enough oxygenated blood going around your body, you're starving your brain capacity to learn and educate and get widespread jurisdiction and become exfoliating your expressions to and a phenomenal jurisdiction. Absolutely. You need to do adult learning. You need to read upon read. Rather than get up in the morning and go for a run, well, still you still do your run, but shorten your runs, do more reading throughout the day. Reading is important. Take notes is very important. Have a dictionary. I've got a political dictionary. I've got a law dictionary. There's words I like to express throughout my media. This is my media. This is what I do. Media study since 1996. Learning tabloid and broadsheet newspapers. And this is what you get every day to the dotted line when I'm online, if I'm not, if I'm well. Obviously, obviously I suffer with severe headaches. I do have time out every now and then. But that is either here or by the by, that's part of my athleticism that's took a toll on my life. Header, header in the ball, getting punched in the head for professional boxing, and I had a severe head injury when I was 18. Anyway, anti-vaxxers. This is in culture, my constituency. Anti-vaxxers storm culture hospital handing out legal notice and telling NHS staff COVID is a hoax. Let me tell you now, you imbeciles, if these anti-vaxxers are listening, I've lost, my best friends has lost their father. My son and all his side of the family have all had COVID. Touch wood, none of my family have had COVID yet. We've been taking safety precautions because my father is going for a heart operation, so we've got to be very, very careful, very vigilant around humanities, especially these imbeciles that are thinking it's a hoax and going into hospital causing absolute chaos for the workers. They need 24-hour screening uh, NHS workers by the police. They're, I mean, I know there's police usually always down there, but we cannot be having this incompetence, inappropriate, incomprehensible society walking out of NHS it's horrific it's not big and it's not clever I'm going to do a message on social media trying to get a message out to these absolute juveniles just put, doing this for no reason for our professionals trying to do their job it's not fair it's not clever 
The video has gone viral on social media. It's horrific, absolutely horrific. Kosher hospital staff first refused to take the documents from anti-vaccination group. The group of conspiracy theorists who say the COVID pandemic is a host entered an hospital, Essex Hospital, to serve legal notice to its CEO. Footage posted on social media shows a man confronting Colchester hospital staff with legally binding paperwork claiming that COVID-19 is a hoax. They got a hoax letter from the devil and they've got taken it in to the NHS. I've seen a few of these hoax people on social media talking a load of gobbledygook. It's horrific. It's not it's substantially disturbing. The man and his group didn't wear a mask as they handed over the documents, including the Nuremberg Code, a set of ethical principles commonly and incorrectly used by anti-vaccination protesters. In the video, which circulated on social media, the man tells an NHS staff member, I, need, I don't need to give you my name. However, we have liability and witnesses' evidence to serve the Nick Holm, who's your, your chief executive, as well as all the other governors and chief executive officers at Colch Hospital. The man then begins handing over sets of documents in brown envelopes claiming they are legally binding and that the hospital should get its lawyers to have a look. The man states his hand over the Nuremberg Code, the UK Medical Alliance and the Panda Declaration for the Protection of Children. He goes on to give motto proprio document claiming NHS staff members can be held liable personally before saying that the Pope stripped the NHS of its liability in 2013. It's scary, isn't it? Very, very scary if you're an NHS worker. We need these NHS staff to save a patient and you've got idiots like this trying to ruin it. Anti-vaccine activist Michael Chavez and sovereign citizen Jamie Freeman served staff at Culture Hospital with bogus legal notices today about the Nuremberg Code and evidence that COVID is an absolute pandemic hoax. It's horrific to see. It's really disturbing my, disturbing me. It's disturbing me because I've got family going in the hospital and if they go for the hospital causing a riot, it's going to be mayhem and I will be down there kicking off at the uh, protesters. Before leaving the hospital, the man states he has the evidence that coronavirus pandemic is an absolute pandemic hoax. East Suffolk and North Essex Foundation Trust, ESNEFT, said it would not be commenting on, on the incident. Yesterday, the UK reported another 49,139 new COVID infections and 179 deaths within 28 deaths of testing positive for the virus. The legitimacy of the Nuremberg Code in regards of COVID-19 vaccination was recently debunked by Full Fact, a fact-checking website. A set of research principles was developed after exper uh, experimentation of, on human subjects without their consent by the Nazis during World War II. Experts told the full fact that the code was no longer relevant to vaccinations once they had been authorised. That is pretty much very well disturbing. We've got one more... Um, one more segment to go through. We've got a short, short break. So I want to share that and come straight back to you. Give me about a minute, guys. What if you could generate a new income stream just by simply loading up some mini ebooks online onto Amazon? 
There are just a few days to go now until the defining moment of Boris Johnson's entire political career. The general election of December the 12th will either grant the PM his sorely needed majority to govern for five years or make him the second shortest serving Prime Minister in British history. It's win or lose everything, which is why he's packing everything he possibly can into his daily campaigning schedule. The Sun joined the PM for a full day on the stump, all 16 gruelling hours of it from dawn until late at night, for a glimpse behind the scenes and a closer look at the man himself. This is a day in the life of Boris Johnson. It's before dawn in Downing Street and the number 10 building is already alive with civil servants meeting. On this cold December Monday, the PM is to be briefed on a NATO summit that he is hosting in two days' time. He then heads around the corner to CCHQ, the Tories' base and campaign hub. Here he attends an election briefing and receives his first press grilling of the day from me for the next day's edition of The Sun. Morning, Prime Minister. What are you, what are you up to today? I'm just about to go to a memorial service uh, at uh, Guildhall and then I'm coming with you to Southampton. See that? The Prime Minister's day is scheduled down to the minute. From CCHQ, a police-protected motorcade escorts him and the Home Secretary to a vigil for the recent London Bridge terror attack victims. From there, the motorcade speeds out of London to the south coast for an election stop in the port of Southampton. To minimise the Prime Minister's vulnerability, his motorcade never stops moving. Specialist police motorcyclists escort the bumper-to-bumper -bumper chain of powerful vehicles, slingshotting ahead of the convoy to block traffic on the Prime Minister's route. Those guys on the mat, they, those those uh, people are unbelievable. What yeah. they do to get us through traffic fast. And I do feel I do feel a bit ashamed sometimes, in this, you know, of, of, the, of the way they help us. But it is essential. I was at the back of it. It was it was kind of slightly hard going. A lot of stopping and starting. I'm very sorry. Slightly being the back of the Do you ever get carsick? No, I'm, I think I don't. Cause I'm, I'm I'm really too busy writing speeches or That's thinking about the next thing. Definitely get carsick in your writing. <laughs> no, speeches. not the contrary. It's a way to stretch yourself. No. No, I don't get classic at all. Arriving in Southampton in what felt like record time, with the speed limit not always observed, the PM holds private meetings with port staff. He's then given a tour of the facilities, inside and out, local and national media in tow. I absolutely love it. It's inspiring to come here to Southampton talk to the people who run this port. They're called ABP and, you know, they've been massively in favour of Brexit for, for years and they see the opportunity for this country. What they want is to, is to get Brexit done and, and move on. Uh, you get a fair bit of stick out the back. Some people share their views with you. Hugh Grant, who played a actual Prime Minister on television, Love Actually, he said a Boris Johnson Premiership would be catastrophic and everyone must do all they possibly can to deny you a majority. Well, you know, I, look, I, I think there's, a, of course, people, uh, a lot of people care very strongly about uh, about Brexit and they, they want to stop it. But I think the people of this country voted for it. And uh, the most people I meet, I make an exception for the gentleman you, you mentioned, obviously, but most people I meet uh, do think this is a great country, uh, a great democracy. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this up in the bag, ladies and gents. Thank you for all listening, being patient. Boris is talking for another six minutes there. We're gonna get the uh, show wrapped up. Sorry, there, um, the prime minister. We've got to cut the uh, 
your conversation shortly. I've got to finish the show. Colchester will continue its bid to become Essex Third City after Sir David Amis' death. I knew this would be going ahead. The council was almost completely in favour. The reason being they're going to be doing it is to capitalise on Colchester, Essex, in a city. Having it as a city is going to attract more tourists coming to Colchester. Colchester City, not Colchester Town, it'd be Colchester City. It'd be um, the way things are shaping up, the infrastructure, all the hotels and everything getting refurbished. Even Fenwick, that used to be, you know, the Fenwick store, the shops are getting bigger, better, and it's, everything's getting more modernised in the town centre, the city centre, should we say now. Colchester will continue in its bid to become a city in the wake of MP Sir David Amis' death. South End on Sea and Culture were two of the several towns launching bids for city status as part of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee celebrations next year. But South End's wish came early after Queen agreed to grant city status following the fatal stabbing of Sir David at his constituency surgery last Friday. City status was long held ambition for Sir David, while there is also talk of a statue being erected in the borough to mark the work he had done over the past 24 years as a PM. But any suggestion that culture would now pull out of the bidding, this time around, following Southend's success, fell apart at a full council meeting last, last night. Councillors voted almost un, unanimously to continue its fourth bid for city status, 38 in favour, two against and five abstentions, largely agreeing that there is room for three cities in Essex. I think I say with total confidence that it's not what Sir David would have wished. I say that with confidence because David Amos was a friend of mine for 24 years. Sir Russell added, therefore any reason for saying culture should not apply for city status out of respect for Sir David has gone. Culture continue to do what it is doing was going to do anyway. Councillor Darius Laws, portfolio holder for Economic, Business and Heritage, led the motion supporting city status for culture. Councillor Laws said, It's about what it says for us people. It's about our values. We are open to business. We are open to people fleeing persecution. We, we've long done that. Long may that continue. We're open to diversity, we're open to forward thinking, not harking back into black and white analogue days, but actually grabbing this and trying to shape how we want this place to be in the future. Other cancers in support of the motion emphasise the power of identity that city status may bring. Cancer David King said, the spirit of the energy of the place does have an impact on its occupants. Those who continue to see it, those who visit and those who come back. He emphasised that the extra badge of city status doesn't take away from culture's identity already holds. There is room for three cities in Essex. Councillor John Jowers echoed this when he said, being a city means a lot, and actually city status means a lot to the government, but more so it's an honour. City in Chelmsford, as an example, several councillors pointed out that a city has seen benefits since it was granted status back in 2002. Chancellor Paul Dundas said, if the worst which can happen is that becoming a city brings no benefits at all, 
but at best it generally does help us. It seems a pretty good odds, he added. It is room for three cities. What does the city status bring? It brings more more interest, more public interest. It brings more capitalization for the government lending money to build a city, to build development inside the city, build more shops. Many counties smaller in population in Geoffrey than Essex have three or more cities. Local authorities have until December the 8th to formally submit their bids for city status. There's a lot I am well divined, elevated in when it comes to the success of politics. People might come to my show and think, this is a mediocre show. No, it's not. It's becoming more etiquette in style and pragmatic with sense every time you tune in. I'm talking more sense than sense itself. Please subscribe to Proclamation News and Gatherance. I've been going for how many, how long and how many more years to come are we going to be here? And I hope you guys do start subscribing, thinking this guy is not just prodigious, he is phenomenal. He is phenomenal. The prodigious, the prominent Professor Johnson at Proclamation News and Gatherance. Ladies and gents, it's almost an hour. I'm going to cut the show short because it's all also over to... Um, my podcast is now a show and it cuts it cuts off. So I'm going to cut this story short there. Please subscribe and tune in tomorrow's episode. Not sure what time I'll be in tomorrow, but it will give you a notification if you subscribe. I just want to say take care. I might even bring some talkers in the audience, that listeners in. They want to talk about something that's causing a provocation in their constituency also. I just want to say take care. God bless. One love and speak soon. Information, news and governance. It is the 25th of October, 2021. I'm back with a brand new edition. Coming back, flux with a flow and flux with a show. It is the prodigious, the prominent Professor Johnson with the propaganda from broadsheet and tabloid news articles in today's modern society from the complete dominion of the UK. I just want to say thank you all for tuning in, even people from across the pond, more than welcome. Ethos is the word. Fadusha Khtum Bakam is the Hindu saying for the world is one big family. Zero fascism. Zero racism. Zero anexphobia. We're here today, ladies and gents. I hope you've all had a wonderful, had a wonderful weekend. It's Monday. Monday's a good, fresh start of the week, especially if you attend church service on a Sunday morning. Absolutely. Anyone that's uh, part of their church ceremony, whatever your spiritual belief is, you're welcome. If you're Muslim, Hindu, if you're Buddha, Christian, Catholic, whatever your religion, you are welcome on board. If you're in the UK and you're a good citizen, good law-abiding citizen, welcome on board. doesn't matter what culture you come from. It doesn't matter what ethnicity you come from. If you act in an etiquette sense and you've got success to bring to the table, welcome. Welcome. You are welcomed as an empath for this entity that I bring to you today. Thank you so much to coming through. Jacob, Jacob 
day seven, but joking day six yesterday. I'm just gonna, like I say, I always come back with my Christianity or Fortean ways. Like I say, some of you guys might be different religion, but please, please, just take this. Be observant. Be preserved. Be the critical thinker that you guys are. That's why you are part of the aristocracy social elite. As I read the context, it's only one page long. On day seven, through this book, the OT, the OT replay, the walkthrough Bible. It's only a 30-day period. We're going to try and... 40-day period, I beg your pardon. We'll try and read it for each show. And we're going to keep repeating till it sinks in. Jacob, day 7. Genesis 32, 28. Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Because you have struggled with God. Jacob comes from a family with problems. And marries into one. Where the head of the family is as convincing as he is. What a setup. He meets his match with his uncle Laban, who gets 14 years of hard work out of Jacob in exchange for marrying his two daughters. These cousins of Jacob are called Leah and Rachel. A cynic might say that's what you get when you deal with relatives. Jacob was always looking for an angle or a shortcut. He was always planning how he could get the better of his opponent. Relative or even friend, then suddenly he meets more than his match. When a man turns up and they wrestle all night, it becomes obvious that it is no ordinary man, but God himself. Afterwards, Jacob is renamed Israel, which significantly means wrestler with God in Hebrew. Changing name doesn't change a person. Israel is still remarkably like Jacob at times, putting off the old and putting on the new. It's the right thing to do and it's biblical, but it's not easy. Sometimes too many in the world are resigned to the status quo. That's how I was made. Believers, however, should never be static as we are constantly being reshaped into what God wants us to be. Changes can be good, especially God is the changer. We read that um, yesterday, I believe. But I got on this Sunday, Israel Day 6, we got on this Sunday the 24th, which is yesterday. Anyway, we're on, tomorrow we're on Joseph Day 7. Everyone inside listening, when I, I want to give some support for the mental people suffering mental health. Everyone here today suffers with mental health. Doesn't matter how you know. Doesn't matter how subtle and well you're doing through life. You have your ups and downs. Every day is not perfect. You have seven days a week, and one of them days, possibly out of seven, you can have a bad day. You get a bill come through the door, or you get a phone call. Your aunt's not well, or your cat's not well, or your dog's not well, or your son is at an accident at school, or your daughter. Everyone has a provocation at life stake. So we all suffer mental health to a certain extent. It's how you pull through that matters. Time forbearance. What can you do to help keep your mind preoccupied? Worry about the next thing that's going to happen. The next traumatic time that's going to happen to your family. Well, everyone here listening is all worrying what's going to happen next. What does the future bring? What does the future restore for us humanities 
Build global warming, all kinds of things that are, could be irrational to our foresight for our future deficit. Absolutely, our future deficit. We want to make change to better our well-being, but you're worried of consequences of the future, whether it's global warming or criminology in your constituency. You could be brought, brought up in a suburban area full of crime, alcoholism, narcotics, all these broken homes, broken families that could uh, deteriorate your well-being, your future, your prosperity. You want to be prosperous, mate. Prosperity matters. And it's something in a way you need to make sacrifice. How do you make sacrifice? Can you just get up and leave as easy as what it's what I just said on a tin? Isn't it easy, is it? I mean, I need to sometimes make adaptations to my lifestyle, my lifestyle for the better of my well-being. Um, absolutely, it's, it's important, isn't it? Very, very important that I find my happiness. It's important that we all find happiness. I'm happy in life with what I'm doing and trying to achieve. But um, there are some little things that are niggling away at my life. It's possibly of anyone, everyone listening, we've all got little problems. My, some things are minor. You can get over it and you can get under it. You can get on with your life. We have to. We've got no choice. But everyone, I mean, if you've got the best paid job, you'd like a better paid job with an easy, better environment. Maybe you don't get on with your manager or maybe you don't get on with your colleagues at work. There's always something that's deteriorating your lifestyle. Something that's deteriorating how you move forward. So that's what I'm saying. Everyone suffers with mental health. It's, it's okay not to be okay. And it's okay to reach out for support. Um, I want to give out some constitutions of people making that change. Maybe you're in a job scenario. Manual work. And manual work is deteriorating your limbs, your you know, your elbows, your shoulders, all your joints, your synovial fluid is becoming deteriorated. Maybe arthritis, tennis elbow, all kinds of injuries that you could um, carry as a burden to your mental health, your well-being. Your well-being is your health. Your health is your wealth. You could be in a million, you could be on a million pound a day doing construction, but your health is not healthy because you've got um, bad elbows, you've got bad joints. You need to make that change. Maybe do an adult learning course. There are uh, constitutions that can help you. Community, um, this community help out there, um, which the government have put in place, such as Shore Trust. I don't know if Shore Trust is in every region. In my cons uh, constituency, Shore Trust is an organisation that points you in the right direction. Maybe you want to become a HGB driver. Maybe you've done too much manual work. Maybe you've done some soldering. I've got a friend good friend here listening who used to do a, bit, uh, a lot of soldering so a lot of pressure on the shoulder through manual work mechanics also or hairdresser you can get you can get arthritis in your fingers being a hairdresser just cutting hair believe it or not my um, my dear mother's got bad hands from being a hairdresser and whatever else she's had cancer over years I'm pretty sure there may be some listeners here today that may have the same the same um, same you know same effects to the lifestyle. So yeah, there is learning out there, adult learning, and it's called Sure Trust. Look on your, look on your, well type in Google in your area, wherever you are, I'm in Colchester, maybe you're in Hertfordshire, maybe you're in anywhere in Essex, maybe Suffolk, northeast of England, northwest of England, check in your area, type your area code, and then put in 
adult learning courses. There's so many things out there to do. Make that change for the better of your well-being. Manual work can turn, you know, the pain for manual work, working out in the cold, especially us, us men. A lot of men work outdoors in all different climates. Manual work can cause men to turn to drink to take the pain and the effects away of working outside in the, this kind of year. Snow, we've got snow coming, settling in. You still got to work. You still got to dig footings in the morning in the freezing cold snow, and your boots are getting full of snow, and your toes full of falling off. Also, I want to talk about um, or turning organic green. We're trying to turn the UK organic green from pollution, from fly tipping, industrialisation pollution, from carbon monoxide pollution. Um, as I try to apply for cancer. I did give them a few, asked, you know, what do you do? What do you make change if you was to become a counselor? I said, trying to stop non-essential travel from my constituency to town centre, making congestion in town centre, pollution for the people that walk around the, um, t you know, around the, it's the main attraction, isn't it? The town, the town centre, we're going to turn into a city soon. Colchester's going to be a city. Oldest, the coolest town is going to be turned into a city. Why do towns get want to get turned into a city? By a lot of politicians. Capital gain. The main reason is capital gain. If say, for instance, we wanted to get an underground, um, underground train station put in culture for some reason. If it comes that many years down the line, it may well need, may well need it. We need capital gain, and the capital gain, the government are more likely to lend a city the money if it's going to be a capital gain for everyone. For tourists to be attracted to the city centre, for people to come here more often, travel it's easier, easier to commute. You know, you might get. We could also we also have university here, so it might be easier for people coming from there. I don't get people Nigerians. You get all people from over the world that want to come to your your university, come to your city centre. There's so much here, so much sightseeing in the culture as well. Pretty much like Hatfield. I was back in Hatfield, my fellow friend here that's listening um, anyway we're going to move on to yeah well, actually, no, we're still talking about um, organic green turn organic green the recycling that's, I see that headline today Boris Johnson was talking about um, he doesn't think the uh, plastic recycling is working at the moment but to me obviously recycling is important isn't it recycling of anything to do with metal I don't know what um, we're going to read what Boris Johnson's put, but he's you know he's been more of a critical thinker than me. He's been in the game for a lot longer than I have. But um, recycling, I thought, would be a, a good idea to stop this global warming pollution in the ground, because all, all our, all, as you know, all our rubbish gets put in a hole, in a hole somewhere. These earth movers to put everything in a hole in a waste, um, in a waste depot where I used to. I've worked in one. I used to drive a 20 ton machine with about 10 meter, uh, 10 meter length arm. No, I think the meter length arm was even bigger now. I think it's 20 meter length arm actually, dipper arm. So I could dig the, um, dig all the water. It's full of water. I must have took all the rubbish out. It's just full of water. And I was digging for about, I don't know, I must have went about 20 meters deep in the end. It was an absolute nightmare. And I lost my um, excavator. I will put my hands up. I will hold my hands up when I make a mistake. I lost my excavator inside the big, big where they used to tip all the um, waste. The hole was absolutely ginormous. Lost the excavator. It got stuck. It got sucked in the big swamp in the middle of where they used to tip all the waste. 
they told me to try and find a hard bottom. I said, well, it's had many, many years of rain. It's had many years of lorries being washed out in, in this big um, pit. So the machine is likely, if, I, if we pull it in any further, it's going to get stuck. So the site agent got the machine, tried to pull the arm in, and what do you know, the machine went right in the middle of the pit, which is like a swamp. So the swamp sucked the 20-ton machine in deeper and got stuck. So there you go. Anyway, moving on to rodents inside the UK. Do not enter the vehicle under the influence of alcoholism or narcotics or sleep deprivation. Make sure you and passengers have seatbelts adapted adjacent to car seat and babies have car seats adapted to the car seat. Check for engine oil, water coolant tank, make sure they're topped up maximum level. Check for PSI limits, making sure you've got plenty of air pressure. Check for, make sure your tyres are not bold. Make sure your car has got MOT, tax and insured. Sounds silly, doesn't it? But it's very, very relevant and some people still get in a car thinking, that's oh, okay, gonna have me too, but we're gonna risk it. If you get pulled, it's three points in license. Unless you're saying you're driving to your MOT garage. But you need very, very good evidence to prove that. Um, make sure you've got sufficient fuel on board. Because you have instant, there's road work, there's congestion, road closure and lanes closed. Imagine if you only put enough fuel in to go from A to B and the road is closed. Maybe trying to get your, your mum to hospital or your sister or whatever and you're stuck in a congestion or lane closed. You can't make the hospital in time or baby arrival or your little sister perhaps. Imagine that. What an horrific... But no, many people don't think about checking the map. But if you do put your sat-nav on your phone, I think it does re-divert you away from wherever any incidents are. So it's always good to put your sat-nav on your phone rather than buy a sat-nav from the shop because they don't update themselves with incidents. Just so you know. Um, check for further police instructions, road safety signs, road works, road workers, and check for a centre mirror or wing mirror before turning, acting in safe, sufficient direction of choice. Checking for motorcyclists and cars overtaking. As we look in to the instance, we're going to have a little look. We're going to look far and near. I'm not going to go out too many because I don't ruin the whole show. In south east of England, my constituency where I was born is reported today at 3.56. Partially blocked accident, slow traffic due to accident on Marine Parade East near Colne Road. If it's an accident, it may well not be there now. It may have cleared up the debris, may have moved the car on, and it may well not be there now, unless it's a tragic and they're trying to find evidence. Brook Street, road close accident on Brook Street, both ways between East Hill and A134, Madden Green Street, 5.22 p.m. That's in Colchester. Go Chelmsford, we're gonna get a bit near Greater, Greater London, A414, Partially blocked and very slow traffic due to recovery work and accident on A414 Malden Road near the Backers Arms pub at 4 p.m. reported today. We're going into the um, Harpshire area now. As I have a Harpshire friend, he may well be on his travels. Who knows? Never know. It might be or his family. We can give him the update. Stevenage, we're going to look at Stevenage, we have an incident, A602, 
Slow traffic on A602, where road both ways at A119. Any construction there, temporary traffic lights are in place. At 12.59pm, first reported. If anyone else is uh, listening and they are a loyal listener, because my friend comes in quite uh, frequently, it's only fair that I give him, as a friend, I give him the uh, you know the roundabouts where he lives, where the incidents are. If there's anyone else that likes to give me whereabouts they are, I can always give you the incidents around that area as well. Near Watford, we have an incident, M25, earlier stall traffic due to stall car on M25 clockwise from Junction 6, M40, Junction A, uh, 1A to Junction 17, A412, Denham Way, Maple Cross, congestion to Junction 13, Staines, lanes 1 or 4 was closed. All lanes have been reopened at 4.30pm. 25th of October, first reported. Um, do last but not least in Ilford, Ilford, east of London, the A12, very slow traffic on the A12, northbound at 406, North Circle, Redbridge roundabout, usual congestion affecting traffic, heading from Hackney Wick through Wanstead towards Redbridge. 3.20pm, that was first reported. Going back to the returning organic green, it's very, very, um, it might be peculiar to some of you lot, but it's very, very important that you guys look on your council website and look when your waste, your bin men come out, your recyclement come out, then you get your rubbish out the front ready for that day. I always forget, I must admit, but I've got a lot to do indoors. I'm always studying, reading, doing my artwork and doing my radio, trying to give you guys a safe guided tour through the UK. <laughs> tell you about the horrific lunatics amongst us as well another good thing for you uh, working class people or people thinking about going back to work national living wage set to rise to £9.50 an hour it was um, just before Covid I was hoping to get towards £10 but it has gone up 60p well 59p workers on minimum wage are set to get a pay boost from April, with the rate of those aged over 23 rising to £9.50 an hour from £8.91. The rise means a full-time worker will get £1,074 extra a year before tax. The move will be announced at this week's budget and follows the recommendation of Independent Advisor, the Low Pay Commission. The government has faced pressure to help low-paid young workers who are among the worst hit by the pandemic. The 6.6% increase in the national living wage for those aged over 23 is more than twice the current 3.1% rise in the cost of living. Minimum pay rates for younger workers are also set to go up. The national minimum wage for people aged 21 to 22 will rise from £8.36 to £9.18 an hour. And the apprentice rate will increase from £4.30 to £4.81 an hour. Chancellor Rishi Sunak said the rise ensures we're making work pay and keeps us on track to meet our target to end low pay by the end of this parliament. But the sh uh, Labour's shadow Chief Exec uh, Secretary to the Treasury, Bridget Philipson, described it as an underwhelming 
offer. That will be mostly swallowed up by the tax rises, universal credit cuts and higher energy bills. Minimum wage increase. This is well we're getting a I don't think it's gonna cover your energy bills. Energy energy things are going up dramatically. Minimum wage increases from the first of April. National living wage for over twenty threes from eight pound ninety one to nine pound fifty an hour. National winning wage for those aged 21 to 22, £8.36 to £9.18. National winning wage for 18 to 20 year olds, £6.56 to £6.83. National winning wage for under 18, £4.62 to £4.81. The apprenticeship rate from £4.30 to £4.81. Campaign group, the Living Wage Foundation welcomed the increase but said there was still a substantial gap between the government mandated minimum wage and its own calculations of real living wage based on living costs. Foundation, the foundation director, Graham Griffiths, called on employers to commit to go beyond this new government minimum, do the right thing and commit to pay a real living wage. Nine, Comnetti, senior economist at the Resolution Foundation, said the national living wage increase was very welcome, but would not remotely compensate for the cut to universal credit. He said the universal credit change affected 4.4 million families, whereas only 2.2 million workers were on the living wage. But to go have a little look at an analyst by the Kevin Peachy, the personal finance correspondent. Giving millions of workers 6.6% uh, pay rise sounds a generous and will be welcome boost to many, many pay pack, uh, packets. It also follows the government and particularly the Prime Minister's narrative of pushing towards a higher wage economy. Yet it was, this would be no bumper payday for the low income families. They spend a higher portion of income than others on heating and lighting their homes. Hefty gas and electricity bills rise, rises. On top of recent increases, this month are inevitable in the spring. Prices in the shops are going up and many economists believe the increases could last longer than previously expected. And we'll talk about the uh, cost of shopping going up after we just finish this conversation. Finding national living wage rise is not compensation for the welfare cuts such as a removal of £20 a week universal credit uplift as the Institute for Fiscal Studies has consistently pointed out. Not all of those are receiving benefits are in work, and for low-income employees who are, a rise in wages can mean a reduction in their benefits. The minimum wage that workers should be, get depends on their age and whether they are apprentices. Employers often worry that a higher minimum wage will lead to more unemployment and that they will be forced to lay off workers in order to afford the increases. But independent experts maintain there has been little or no evidence of a job losses as a result of rising minimum wage levels. More could be done. Finn Oldfield 23 earns the national living wage for his communication jobs at the People's Powerhouse Social Enterprise. He lives at home with his parents in Widnes, but said the increase would help him move to Liverpool city centre which was unaffordable before the rise. It's hard if you're from a regional town. I have politics and philosophy degree from 
Edinburgh University and the thought I'd be able to find opportunities, Mr Oldfield told the BBC. After gradu graduating last year in the middle of the pandemic, Mr Oldfield, Oldfield found his role through the government's Kickstarter scheme, which encourages six-month jobs with businesses for people aged 16 to 24 or currently claiming universal credit. With no rent control and higher energy prices, I think this will offset perhaps the hardship of the blows that have come, he said. But I think there are more that could be done by the government to help with rising everyday costs. I mean, it's pretty hard for graduated students from university. Not a lot of them have got the motivation to go out and find a job. I mean, as you know, I've said in previous previous um, class, many classes, I've done thousands of classes since I've been keep repeating myself, repeat, repeat, repeat. But I'm in university, but I, if I graduate, well, I will graduate because I'm determined, you know, I'm determined. here every day. But um, when I graduate, even if I have to sit one of my modules 10 times, I will do till I graduate. But, I, you know, I'm determined, like I said. As you know, um, I am an ex-boxer and I'm very determined to not give up a fight. If it means I have to work for it, I will work for it till I get through. Um, like I say, yeah, even when I graduate, if there's nothing I can't do, this will still be doing this every day. Even if I, you know, I've got my qualification, can't find a job, I'll still be doing this every day. It's methodical, I enjoy it. And I, just to prove that I have I, 10, if I have two listeners some days, you know, another day I have 10, maybe 13, another day I might have 30 listeners. But, you know, just having a bit of acknowledgement makes me want to keep coming back. So I know I could be giving out good advice for people. Some people don't like reading. And some people like to come through and listen to me exfoliate my expressions on different um, articles I read. Sometimes I know about the articles before they've even been pressed in the paper as well. So anyway, it's moving on. About half of the two million jobs paid at this level are in retail, hospitality, cleaning and maintenance. Matt Shellis Jones, a hotel manager in Manchester, told the BBC he believed it was high time. The minimum wage was increased, but added the cost of any rise would ultimately be passed on to customers. However, he said, if rather than hotel business raising, raising prices to deal with rising wages, many in this industry might focus on getting bums on beds and cost cottons by simplifying dining menus and moving towards buffet breakfasts. There is a lot to fear in the industry that as soon as we start raising prices, people are not going to come in anymore, he said. How the living wages has grown. Started off in 2005 to £3.50. Now in 2020, it's gone up to £9.50. So it's gone up quite a bit in 15 years, to be fair. Oh my goodness, I can't remember being at work in 2005, getting £3.50 now. Can you, anyone? <laughs> I can't, but anyway, it's good. Mike Cherry, Chairman of the Federation of Small Businesses, said... Wage increases need to be matched by support of smaller firms. Meanwhile, the Confederation of British Industry called on the Chancellor to use the budget to help get more firms investing to lift up productivity. We all want to see higher wage economies, but, but the real as my friend talk about, but the real challenge is how to do so sustainably, it said. Emma McClarkin, Chief Executive of the British Beer and Pub Association, said that all our wage increase would be welcomed by staff. It was a further cost increase for pubs who are struggling to recover and face an uncertainty future. 
it makes beer duty, business rates and BAT cuts in the budget on Wednesday all the more important for the availability of our sector, she said. Tom Ironside, Director of Business and Regulations at the British Retail Consortium, said retailers supported an objective and higher wages and been working hard of to secure productivity improvements so that those who pay increases would be sustainable. This is made more challenging when retailers are currently grappling with an assortment of the government's imposed costs, higher national insurance contributions, rising business rates, higher cooperation tax, at a time when sales are slowly and supply chains are experiencing significant disruption, he added. UK Hospitality Chief Executive Kay Nicole said her industry was committed to good and fair pay is for the highly valued staff and call for further government support including immediate route and branch reform of business rates. One more thing, uh, ladies and gentlemen, listeners. Any, if you know anyone, maybe you've got brother, sister, cousin, aunt or uncle perhaps, um, it could be an eight parent. I think I was trying to campaign for an eight parents as I can act as a very, very phenomenal Mackenzie friend. I'm clued up in family law and I can do all the court all the court forms. I've done time and time again. I must be appearing my sixth court hearing coming July next year. July next year sounds well a long way off, doesn't it? But um, as you know, everything's been overthrown by COVID. Even trying to get medical treatment. It's uh crying out for medical staff, people crying out for hip operations, heart operations, all lung operations, all kind of operations have been pushed back through medical staff and COVID having a massive overthrow in hospitals. But um, yeah, if anyone wants a point in the right direction of getting access to get through to the court process, you need a C1 if you're not on the birth certificate, a C100 if you're on the birth certificate, and if you're not working, you need a help with court fees, which is EX EX one fifty form, but I can help you fill them forms out. Um, we can talk over Skype, and I can help you fill those forms out, no problem at all. So my email is is, is as is is as is proclamation news and government at yahoo.com. You can reach to me out there or write on to me on Castbox. I liaison with you and go from there. But. Um, also, for you listeners on podcast or YouTube, wherever you're listening from, yeah, put a message in and up. Give me your email address. Drop down your email address. And I'll get back to you. We need to start doing some uh, petitions, don't we? We should start doing some petitions on here. Trying to um, <clears throat> try to stop knife crime or anything. Anything you want to bring to mind that's affected you or your family, perhaps. Let's try and make some petitions. Let's stop it. Or maybe it's an animal cruelty, perhaps. Maybe even animals, you know, people mistreating animals. Should set up a, uh, there's a, the people trying to do a petition for making, is it dog, people stealing dogs, making a, making it more of a crime. Uh, Broomfield Hospital, real life Barbie, banned from Mexico Hospital after attack on NHS staff. Another horrific news with NHS staff, people attacking the NHS staff. There's been a COVID hoax. I don't know if some of you may be anti-vaxxers, but you're not, not going to attack the uh, NHS staff for it or the politicians because they're only doing their job. They sat three years in a university, you know, studying. The likes of me and you um, probably never 
I went mean, I've only sat in university until my grand age of 37, you know. So I couldn't say I was a bright spark in the uh, I was quite clever, you know, I've got some uh, some cognitive skills, a little bit of a work in our own little way. But obviously without university I haven't got you know, when you see the politicians, why, why they, what makes them so special? Because they've got a degree, they sat for four years in university after they've done high school, after they've done college, they've done extra years. When I left high school, high school and secondary school, I went and joined later on in life, about 21, done college. I mean, some of us probably went and done um, sitting guilds in building or whatever, health and safety at work. It's all, it's all part of learning. It's all, you know, learning anything is a skill, but university is a dedication. You're taking, you're, you're locking yourself away from reality. You have to sit in your room, no friends. You can't socialise. You can't go down to town and uh, have a drinking circle of friends. You've got to be dedicated. So you know, these people, health professionals, even nurses, doctors, the sacrifice they had to make to get where they are, to get the pay bracket, and you know. They're saving people's lives, and they've got these idiots going in 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 Colchester Hospital. It was yesterday. I read it. A group of people took a anti-vaxxer anti-vaxxers. Um, there's a there's a guy in Prague, I think, that made this make COVID a hoax, and he's got a he set up a legion where you can go against authorities or something. And, he, and these people took this letter from this guy from Prague, saying that we can take you to court, it's, it's all a hoax. How can you take uh, health professionals to court? And not only that, if your father was in for a heart operation, such as myself, and you knew these idiots were going down there to cause a havoc, you wouldn't be down there kicking kicking off a, a Gary, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Or your nan or your aunt, you've got these idiots down there. They could be going into the wards, you know, having to go out all the, anyone, couldn't they? Staff, people in the beds, mental people, some people. A woman who had cosmetic surgery to transform herself into a real-life Barbie through folders and a desktop monitor at the NHS worker after becoming aggravated by COVID visiting restrictions. Kerry Miles was trying to visit a patient at Broomfield Hospital in Chelsea, Essex on August 26th last year. When she was told there were restricted visiting times, Chelsea's magistrate's court has heard. My goodness. Now the 37-year-old has been banned from the hospital wards for a year, as well as been given a suspended prison sentence, points on a driving licence and £750 in compensation. Jackie Danke, prosecuting, said the NHS worker informed Miles of the restricted uh, times and the correct time slot appeared to, the aggravated, the def to have aggravated the defendant. Moments later, the defendant has become agitated, shouted and sworn. She picked up several items including folders and their desktop monitor. She thrown them at the, an NHS worker. Then hit her, the NHS worker. She sustained bruising to her shoulder. Miss Danke said there was damage to her laptop that miles through, but it did not appear to be damaged to the desktop monitor as the wires were in, in place, which prevented it from falling down. She said Miles assaulted two further NHS workers, with one blocking a punt from Miles and then falling into a colleague. The prosecutor said Miles was still heated. When she walked to the car, where the security worker tried to pho photograph the number plate of a black Range Rover. Wow, she must have a lot going on. You know, I feel you don't do, but I feel sorry for the NHS workers, but 
Um, in Miss Miles's sake, you know, if, if her family's got a life-threatening illness in hospital, and all she wants to do is visit them, just, just in case it's the last visit, you sort of see the argument from both sides. It's a hard one to call. Miss Danky said Miles reversed back, almost hitting the security worker. The NHS worker, who said item in front of her, said, in a victim impact statement, that she believes the incident will stay with me for life. Luke Jakes mitigated, said Miles wished to apologise for the incident and would welcome support for her anger management issues. Miles of Silver End Road, Essex, was found guilty at an earlier trial of three counts of assault and emergency worker, one criminal damage and one driving without due to care and attention. The court heard she had previous conviction for battery in 2016 and one for criminal damage in 2009. Presiding Magistrate Court McAllen said this was an assault where weapons were used and around vulnerable patients and visitors. It was in the middle of a global pandemic where visitors were restricted nationally. Miles was sentenced to 16 weeks in prison, suspended for 12 months. She was given one year restraining order not to go to hospital ward where the incident happened and not to contact any of the victims in case. Wow. She was told £250 compensation to the hospital for the damage caused, £200 to NHS worker for the items she threw at, £100 each to the other two NHS workers and £100 to the security worker. Her driving license was endorsed with seven penalty points. She was made to pay £620 prosecution costs and ordered to complete 30 days of a rehabilitation activity. My goodness. Well, you know, she's owned up to what she's done. She's, um, she said she's, uh, sh you know, stupid. She apologises. She's learned her lesson. Like I said, if it, if it's a matter of being aggravated by a sick, maybe a parent, a mum or dad, a close relative, you know, very very close relative, you're going to act in that manner. Believe me, I know. I've been there. I've been there when my uh, son was born and he had a biddical cord wrapped around his neck and they had a trainee, um, they had a tra trainee midwife trying to retrieve my son. Trainee midwife trying to retrieve my son with a biddical cord wrapped around his neck Why my ex-wife uh, was um, have an ep epileptic fit. I didn't know if my wife was going to, where she's having an epileptic fit, squash my son's head or the biddical cord was gonna just kill him anyway. You know, I, I uh, retaliated, but you know, a life-threatening cause, you do do become antagonized. What can you do? When there's nothing you can do, your mind takes control. And it's usually with a threat, isn't it? And you throw threat back. It's, it's fight or fear. Fight or fear is the only answer. And yeah, it's only your mind can answer that. Me or you cannot say she shouldn't have done that because until you're in that situation, you do not know. Depending on what a situation is, if it's a mum or a dad or a nan or aunt, it still depends how close you are with that family member. It's depending how you're going to react in this certain situation, I believe. My mum and dad have been in that hospital and I've had to sit in the car thinking, I wonder what's going on, what you know, what, what the doctor's doing. Are they going to give them their the appointment they need to fix them for, you know, so they can get through another 10 years or they're just going to leave them in lim uh, limbo. It's worrying times, COVID is worrying times. And that sentence is that, you know, they're letting people, they're letting paedophiles out of prison and they're, and they're giving people sentences for, 
things that maybe shouldn't really be sentenced. Maybe community service that should have been dealt with. You see, I see um, some somebody called Ahmed, someone from, uh, I think he's from Milford, stabbed, he stabbed three, three people just recently. He, he's, I mean, he's got away with two, uh, two beforehand. He's done a third by stabbed in the neck. And that's not attempted murder. They give him something like six years in prison. No, three years in prison. He's 20 years of age. He's going to come out when he's 23. But he's, he's just going to re-offend. He ain't done nothing, does he? Three years in prison. Stabbed three people. Got away the first three. I think he got something out of community service or something stupid. But they're not attacking the right crimes properly. They're, like this little crime is been antagonised so they should give the benefit of the doubt and go yeah community service for that but harsher crimes where people are using knives you know that's att attempted murder you pick up a knife it's attempted murder because all you got to do is hit an artery all you got to do is hit an artery and that, that person's dead hitting someone with a computer yeah you, you know you can you can cause a life hitting someone with a head a computer theoretically speaking Anyway, as you know, I am a conservative. I am campaigning. I went out campaigning on Saturday, as some of you may well know. I was uh, leaflet dropping with the local councillors in my constituency. I'm getting to know a bit more inside the party. I do a lot for the party, as you well know. I'm here most days talking, you know, singing praises of the conservative. Open one day, they're going to get me more involved. Because I've been sitting here for about four years now four or five years doing exactly the same thing. Started my cast box uh, 2019. I've got all my notes still sitting behind me in my book that I used to write my notes down. Rather than read the, read the legislation how I've been, I used to read them, write them off my phone. I used to write them on, on my phone or on my WordPress um, application which is on the internet. But in the winter my hands used to hurt so I used to just um, I used to just no, I read them. I read them off the uh, off the screen rather than write them down. Because I like, I used to like. I do emphasise things as I go along, anyway. As you know, emphasise my own habilitation to make it more realistic. Uh, people that want to get involved in uh, politics, why do you want to get involved? Do you worry about your children's future? Do you worry about where your future is heading? Do you worry about your nieces, your nephews, your grandchildren? You want to know what you know what, what the future holds. History is important and the future is very important because history could well shape up. As you look back at history, you sort of see how the, work, the future is going to shape up. You know, population growth. From back in the day where you see people flighted and people, the more, now we get more population, more people will be flighted and more people will be doing, you know, like just, just population growth, building houses is taking up the green space. And global, you know, global warming and all that kind of thing is going to be, it's going to come more and more into reality as they keep saying. And the world might explode one day for the way we're mistreating the world. Do we need another COVID to come in another ten years' time to bring back down population? We do have, a, we do have something a crisis happen, happen every ten years. If you guys didn't actually know, every ten years there's been a massive crisis where we lose numbers of people. Um, under 26, if you want to sign up for Conservative, why would you want to sign up to any political party to get, have your opinion heard, to get involved? That's why you that's why you want to sign up to a political party. Become a good community standard of a human being as well. 
I've joined my church, local community. Being part of your local community in, in any anything, if it's sport or church or quite, you know, um, maybe you're part of a band or whatever, you get to know the community. So being a part of community is very, very important, isn't it? So knowing what's going, what, what are people's problems? That working from compassion through people, suffering of others. Say you lose your brother, sister, your mum, or your dad. Other members just like you are suffering the same thing in a different community. So it's well worth joining the community. People go, oh, you know, some of my friends probably, my old friends probably would turn their nose at me now because I'm too like, I'm, I'm too. I've always been very, very. Uh, serious bit of a serious person you know how I go about my day to day regime I've got, I've got a lot of uh, aspirations to live up to as well like my granddad was in World War 2 um, you know I don't want to be this down and out bum just sitting about you know smoke, smoking or drinking I've got to um, try and make up to my expectations you know do the best I can uh, under 26 is £5 a year to sign up as a conservative member. Standard member is £25. Uh, members can play an active role in a party, can attend an annual conference and receive voting rights in party elections after three months of membership, all for £25 a year per year or £2.9 per, uh, £2 per month. If you're in the armed forces, it's only £15. Standard party membership and all associated benefits is offered at a reduced rate for serving and former members of our armed forces is £15. Their conservatives are devastated by the senseless death of our much-loved friend and colleague Sir David Amis MP, one of the nicest and most charming people you could ever meet, killed doing the job he loved, serving his constituents. A life tragedy has ended. His family and loved ones are all in our thoughts and prayers. Oliver Downden. It's very, um, you know, it's, it's just the people that get taken by a knife, what, you know, what was the reason? Why did he, someone just feel the need to go up and stick a knife in this guy's neck? Could be me, could be you, could be your, you know, your son, your daughter, your mum, your dad. This guy's just been stabbed for no reason. Just because he's working, because he's, he's, he's an MP or because what reason would they stab him? What reason did that guy have to, do, you know, go up and stab him? For no reason. No reason whatsoever. What matter if he's a police officer, you're milkman, you're just doing a job to feed your family. You shouldn't get stabbed for whatever job you're doing, should you? You should not get stabbed while you're doing your job. Unless you're going out looking for trouble. The guy is just doing his nine to five job like any human being. If you work in a care home, you know, in a baker's, in a chip shop, you should get a metropolitan lunatic asylum just come up to you and stab you for no apparent reason. It's the inhumane, inappropriate, incompetent, incomprehensible society. Do not make me surprised some of the things they do. But how are they not spotted in the first place? How are they even let out in society? That's what I do want to know. It's, it is worrying times, you know, worrying times. You know, they, they, how long have these people been in the UK? They're not, they, they come over here, they could be asylum, they could be asylum seekers, they seek the asylum, they got their warranty over here, but was, didn't have a police check from where they come from. If they didn't, what are they doing over here? What are they doing over here? It's like all these um, Afghans that come over here. 
Not saying they're all going to be the same. They're not going to be like these. Um, that was a smiling that done that. I think. I think it was a smiling that uh, done that stabbing. But we're twenty thousand Afghans coming to UK. What's to say that they ever wear the police check? Or is it? Is it? Or is it now a thing to you know? We got. We got to train them out of that mad world they've come from. To, you know, to fit in society without causing any anger or threat or any kind of crime, paedophilia or rape or drug dealing. How can you preach these people normality if they've been through war, war trying society? I'm not saying they have. I'm not. If you know, if you got, I know some nice Afghanistan people. Very, very nice. You know, if you if you're part of a war society, even if you're from England. You're going to see the life, and you're going to be around idiots in your in your own army, in your own army barracks from England. You see it. I've seen them all the time. There's some mental people that have been in the army, and they think they're above normal human beings. We're all just normal human beings. I'd not think I wouldn't think myself better than someone else because I've done boxing or I'm a hero because I'm quite frankly not a hero. I'm still Justin Johnson sitting behind the screen. I'm still normality, same as everyone else. I can still die from one punch just the same as anyone else. Recycling plastics does not work, says Boris Johnson. There we go. This is what I was talking about. Turning organic green is not quite a bit of a threat coming here from the uh, COP26 summit. Anyone I get a drift of the COP26? Recycling plastic material doesn't work. And it's not the answer to threats to global oceans and marine wildlife. Boris Johnson has said, answering children's questions ahead of the COP26 climate change summit. The Prime Minister said reusing plastic doesn't begin to address the problem. Instead, he said, we've all got to cut down on our use of plastic. The Recycling Association said the Prime Minister had completely lost the plastic plot. Association Simon Ellen told BBC Radio 4's World at One programme Mr Johnson's comments were very disappointing and seemed to conflict with government policy. But some anti-plastic campaigners praised the Prime Minister's stance and urged him to follow up with measures and to dramatically reduce plastic and that source. Cian Sutherland, co-founder of Plastic, Bot uh, plastic Planet, said Less than 10% of plastic is usually actually recycled in the UK, despite being touted by an industry as a solution to the problem. All it has done is justify overproduction and create an industrial addiction to the indestructible toxic material. During the special event organised by Downing Street, Mr Johnson told an audience of, of 8 and 12 year olds that rather than relying on recycling, people should reduce their consumption of plastic bottles. Tanya Still, Chief Executive of the Worldwide Fund for Nature, told the event, we have to reduce, we have to reuse. I don't, I do think we need to do a little bit of recycling, PM says, and have some system to do so. But the Prime Minister said it was a mistake to think society can recycle, it's a way out of the problem, he added, and added, it doesn't work. And later, about Mr Johnson's comments, his official spokesman said the PM continued to encourage recycling, though he said relying on it alone would be a red herring. So the saying about the recycling plastic just through bottles, what about all 
the food that's been stored in plastic packets. What are they going to do? What plastic bags that we get? I've got a cupboard full of untold plastic bags. We get every time we go to shop, we get a plastic bag because you don't want to carry your food on. And the, when you get the food on, you have to open it out of a plastic packet. So we are very, very up against it with plastic containers. So why are we only talking about plastic bottles? I don't know. Prime Minister's words might have been careless, but they have an element of truth. Polls consistently show that many people feel they're doing their bit to protect the climate if they gather up plastic bottles and take their car up to the cycling point on Saturday. But in truth, we're using a plastic keyboard and a plastic monitor. <laughs> no, but in truth, recycling is a bit of a soft option. It's far less important than many other actions to curb emissions, such as stop it, uh, stopping flying or buying an electric car or giving up meat. But these actions are harder to do. And as the PM said, there's a limit to how many times plastic can be recycled. But having said that, it's far better to recycle plastic bottle than throw it away. People will say plastic isn't just helping a little to rein in the climate change. It's also keeping waste out of the oceans, conserving energy and saving some of the Earth's precious resources. There are plans to increase recycling in England, with the government has said, typically result in lower carbon emissions in comparison to manufacturing products from virgin materials. Priority goes to preventing the creation of waste in the first place, followed by preparing waste for reuse to recycling and then recovering the waste management plan for England, said. The, the most recent figures for England show the recycling rate of 45.5% for the household waste. Waste policy is largely set by the devolved administrations in the UK. Each UK council collects its plastic recycling differently. A BBC analyst in 2018 showed there were 39 different sets of rules for what can be put in plastic recycling collections. Meanwhile, with just days to go before the COP26 begins in Glasgow next week, the Prime Minister said it was a touch and go whether the summit would deliver progress. Millions of lives could be affected by any changes agreed at the conference and we've devised a quiz for for you to discover whether policies would have the most impact. My goodness. Saving on plastic bottles where everything we use is plastic. That's quite a um, that's quite a quite a um, what's the name isn't it? Bit of a controversy mixed kicked up there for us lot to think about. We're gonna save on plastic bottles, but not worry about anything else plastic. We've got a lot about um globalisation today, recycling, industrialisation, pollution, and sewage. Tories MPs defend votes after uproar over sewage proposals. Campaigners are concerned about the impact of sewage discharges on many rivers. Tory MPs have been defending themselves from accusations they have given to go ahead of, to water companies to dump more sewage in rivers. A proposal from the Lords to the Environment, environment, environment Bill that would be replaced legal duties on companies to reduce discharges was defected by 265 MPs votes to 202 last week. MPs say safeguard already existing new measures would cost billions. 
critics say the UK is lecture in the world while its rivers are polluted. Yes, we know that. <laughs> I think Norfolk Broad's got a lot of uh, crap in it in all some places. With over just a week to go until the UK hosts COP26 climate, there is an intense focus on Minister's Green credentials. Last Wednesday, 265 MPs voted with the government to reject an attempt by the House of Lords to toughen up the approach to discharge of sewage. While 22 Conservatives MPs rebelled and voted against the government, the move has sparked an uproar on the social media. Peers has tabled an amendment to the Environment Bill that would have forced water companies and the government to demonstrate progress reductions in discharges of untreated sewage and required them to take all responsible steps to avoid them combined sewage over sewer overflows. But ministers said the changes were unnecessary because safeguards are already contained in the bill. I mean, in the summer, there's a lake where I live near the country park. You see all these young kids swimming in it. But, you know, the fishermen that go over there, you know, you know the fishermen that go over there overnight, you know they're going to be throwing what you know they're probably throwing their own turds over the over the side in the lake. Got to go for a turd, so doing a bucket and just chuck it in the lake. Then your your young kids going to be swimming that next day. Probably get a mouth for the turd in his lung. It's disgusting, disgusting. I'll never swim in one of them lakes in my life. It's bad enough getting a local swim pool. You see a young kid with a flowing turd behind behind him. <laughs> then they go, let alone get in a lake where you know the fishermen in a night are throwing their turds overboard. Um, every river polluted. Speaking on Radio 4's today's programme, former singer Fergal Sharkey, who now campaigns to clean up the nation's water, waterways, said it was a disgrace. We're lecturing the rest of the planet on climate change, yet the reality is there not a single river in England that makes good overall environmental health, he said. He said every single river in England is polluted, and 